It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I think the team's in a good spot, man. I think that, you know, every day we've gotten a little bit better, um, whether that's learning from our mistakes that we made in practice or whether that's, you know, bringing the right energy, coming with the right focus every day. But I'll tell you one thing, it, it flew by fast, you know, and um, I think that's going to be a summary of how the season goes. Before you know it, we're going to be on the road playing. But I think everybody came with the right mindset. You know, our team is really locked in, really, you know, ready to, to make that push this year. And uh, I think that's one of the main things that I see. And, I think it's just going to be great things, you know, as long as we continue to come like that and and have that same energy, you know, and we keep getting deeper and deeper in the season, I think we're going to be good. Jamal Mosley used only one word to describe the first five days of training camp. And it's what we talked about at the top here, competition. How that competition manifests itself with that crowded guard room. Plus, how the Magic are taking personal gains to the entire team. And yes, we hear the doubters. And we're going to address them on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic today is October 8th, 2023. Posting this in the afternoon on Sunday, so don't worry, you're not late or anything. My name is Phil Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the first five days of training camp are in the books. The Orlando Magic taking Sunday off, hopefully enjoying a little football, hopefully enjoy resting their bodies, getting ready that first preseason game on Tuesday. Very, very exciting. We're going to get, we're going to learn more about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But before we do that, any, any of that, but before we get to that on today's show, competition is the word of the day, word of the week for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk specifically what that competition looks like in the Magic's crowded guard room. Plus, we're going to talk about the balance and the difficulty of taking personal gains and bringing them to the team. We'll also address the doubters out there. We see ya. We'll talk about them and why they're not so off base, but why they're off. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Like I said at the top of the show, um, and like you heard from, from uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick Markel. I haven't picked my sound bites yet um, when I record this, but, um, but like you heard at the top of the show, competition has been at the center of this training camp. Um, You know, Jeff Weltman said it. Jamal Mosley has said it repeatedly. The Magic, now with a fully healthy roster, feel like they have 
the depth to compete internally. They feel like they have a team that is capable of battling each other, of, of iron sharpening iron, all that stuff. And as Jeff Waltman said repeatedly during this summer, we are at a point where minutes are not going to be handed to anybody. Anthony Black and Jed Howard, there is no guarantee that the rookies will be on the court this year or will be on the court consistently this year. They'll get their chance. I'm I'm very convinced. Uh, We've covered enough NBA seasons, not just with the Magic, not just with the Magic recently. We've covered enough NBA seasons to know every player on the roster is going to be called on at some point. Um, So depth is good. Um, Cole Anthony will say this later. It's never bad to have more talent. Um, Depth is good. I'm not going to complain about depth. I'm not going to complain that the Magic do have all these options. It's a good thing. Um, And so it remains one of the big themes about this season particularly is this internal competition. And, And there's no better place to look at it and, and how it's making everybody better than with the guard group. Um, most analysts of the NBA wondered why the Magic took Anthony Black. And, and, and the answer, you know, and people ask me that all the time too. And I'll give them the frank answer of, well, when you're drafting sixth in the draft, you take the best player available and you figure the rest out later. Um, the Magic certainly have some questions at guard with Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony set to become free agents. Um, Anthony Black, for his part, has all the physical attributes and skills the Magic typically look for. Let's let's not pretend otherwise. Um, the Magic like length. They like size at the guard spot. They're going to take length and size at the guard spot. Like, that's, that's, that's just going to happen. Um, and so, and so, you know, it's, that's not surprising. Like that's not that's not a big deal. Um, but yes, it, it did crowd the guard room. You know, we we don't see a clear path for Anthony Black to play. You know, I, I have him playing some minutes at the three just to get him in there. Um, it is not a slam dunk pick. Um, not I don't think there was a slam dunk pick. I think there'd be issues with everyone. Um, it wasn't like a clear cut guy the match should take, and and you know. Excuse me. Uh, Anthony Black's um, talent level is just just so high. He's a really good player, and and we're going to see that play out. You know that there, there's definitely been some good signs from what I've seen, it, what little I've seen of camp. That that his shot is going to cover. You know, I don't think it'll ever be fantastic, but it's it's going to be decent. It'll be decent. It'll be better than I think people expect. Um, but we'll see how it works in games. Like that's ultimately what matters is is, is how it works in games. But this guard competition is a very real thing. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Anthony Black, to some extent, Jet Howard, to some extent, you know, certainly Gary Harris. They're all fighting to get to the top of the pile. And it is a true competition. You know, Jamal Mosley said it yesterday, or said it Saturday, that it is a competition for playing time, for minutes, for role. It is a real competition. And that is what the Magic want to see throughout their roster this camp. 
there are a lot of things still to sort out. There are a lot of things still to figure out for this team. Let's let's not beat around the bush there. Um, nothing is set in stone for the Orlando Magic this year. Um, you know, besides Paolo and Franz and, and probably Wendell, um, the Magic want everyone competing. They want a they want high energy practices. And so, what does that look like? You know, that's that's kind of the big thing. Like, what does all of this look like? And what seems to stand out about the Magic's guard room is not just that they're competitive, because they are competitive, and they are competing against each other. We heard the story from David Steele on the Orlando Magic pod squad that on the first day of practice, Jalen Suggs just hounded Anthony Block to the point where he couldn't bring the ball up, and Mosley had to stop practice and say, hey, somebody come help him out. Like, you know, if, if there's a player generating the most buzz at camp, um, at least among fans, maybe, maybe it's it's probably Jalen Suggs. Again, we'll see what it looks like on Tuesday. Um, but what does this look like? Well, it looks like that heavy competition, but it looks like a lot of support for each other too, quite honestly. Uh, I think the main thing you said, we have a lot of guards, you know, not just one position, you know, I think we're all interchangeable and I think we all can learn from each other. So I think that the main thing is just, you know, competing while we're out there on the floor, but also supporting each other while we're not, you know, when the next guy's in, you know, you cheer him on, you try to learn from his mistakes, learn from things he's doing well. And then when you're going against him, compete. You know, that's what it's about. This league is about competing and, and, and making the best out of it. But I think we all have each other's back. I think we all want to see each other succeed. So I think that's one of the unique things about us. You know, we have a lot of guys that can do multiple things and do the same thing. So, uh, again, like we said, I know that we're competing when we're out there, but we also support each other. I think we're all very, very talented. And, um, you know, I think we're all different players, but we all have a very similar goal, and that's to help this team win and be better. And so, um, I think that, you know, I don't think ever having too much talent is a bad thing. I think it just, as it's been in practice, it's just allowed us to get better at a more rapid pace. And um, it's just, it's, it's made the practice super competitive when we get to go against each other every day. I love getting to play against Markel, AB, and Jamie. And, you know, that's, that's just such a hallmark of this team. Um, that they, they support each other, um, you know. We talked about it earlier, and we talked about it last week uh, in the early parts of training camp. What does accountability look like? How does this team define we are holding each other accountable? And a lot of it said an understanding that, hey, we all love each other. We're all here to make each other better. I'm not going to hurt your feelings by telling you what's up, by keeping you on task, by saying, hey, we need you to do this. We need you to pick up your intensity. We need you to, to, to lock in here. That stuff, that stuff isn't going to hurt their feelings because those relationships are built. And that seems to be part of this guard group. That, you know, that's the, a good story that I have um, is, is Saturday, they let us in. And again, practices, they're not letting us watch scrimmages. We're just, we're kind of coming in in the last 10 minutes or so um, and watching them do shooting drills. But the guard group, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, um, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, and, and I believe Brandon Williams was with them as well, were doing this drill, uh, essentially re, uh, a defensive reading drill. They run a fake pick and roll with Brett Brielmeyer. They get down in the middle of the lane, and they have uh, a coach kind of guarding the middle of the paint uh, to keep them from just going for the layup. Um, and then they have a coach on the wing who essentially chooses between guarding the corner or the wing. And the guard, and the guard with the ball has to make the decision, has to read that coach, and make the decision to pass to the open man in the corner or the open man on the wing, and then they both get the ball and take shots. Um, 
that's not a necessarily competitive drill. They're not going directly against each other. But what really stood out to me was, I think it was J- J- Marco Fultz was doing a drill. And Mar- Fultz finds Jalen Suggs in the corner. Suggs misses a three. And as they come back to the other side, and of course the competition is that they have to make eight as a group and do it as quickly as possible so they can get more work done. Um, as they come together on the other side of the court, getting ready for the next stage of the drill, they hug. Just, you know, the the kind of like hug that we see these Magic players make, especially Markel um, and Jalen. Um, these guys like the hug. Um, we, we, all, we all need a hug sometimes. Um, there is a lot, a lot of love in this room. And that was something Jalen Suggs mentioned earlier this week too, that this is a very tight-knit group. This is a very close group. They're very welcoming. They seem to they seem to relish competition. They seem to relish comp- competing against each other. But there are no hard feelings for what happens between the lines. Between the lines, it's work. And when they're not on the lines, they are cheering each other on. That is part of the Magic's culture. And so, yes, there is this huge competition for minutes at the guard spot. There's this huge competition um, to for this team to be better. But there's still room to help each other too. And, you know, again, we will see how it all sorts out. Tuesday is not going to be definitive. I, I will repeat that warning Tuesday. Tuesday will not be definitive. It's not. But we're going to learn a lot. And, and we'll see how it all develops during the preseason. One of the things with young teams is young teams get better. It's proven science. Um so how do the Magic take these personal gains, showcase them on the court, but still help the team? Well, that is one of the questions for training camp. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Game Time. Look, we all have needed last-minute tickets, whether you're going to last night's Orlando City game, whether you're looking ahead to Orlando City's big playoff game. They'll be in the first round. They're going to have home field advantage. They've clinched a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference. Second-best team in MLS. Guys, Orlando City is special. If you're not jumping on the purple bandwagon now, um, you're missing out on good times because this this is a fun, fun group. You shouldn't have to worry, though, when you're buying tickets to that event or any event happening here in Central Florida. Game time is the fastest, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used game time before to go go see the Tampa Bay Rays, and while usually Rays tickets are not difficult to find, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, um... They're playing the Dodgers, went to game time, got tickets right behind home plate. The, the, it looked exactly like exactly like, like what it looked like on the app. And I even had some problems with the MLB app and game time fixed my problems for me. I cannot recommend game time enough. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Again, remember October 25th, we're, we're coming up three weeks till opening night. Make sure you have your tickets for Magic Rockets on October 25th. You can find exclusive deals and sponsor deals on tickets for every sport, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, 
Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A. Locked on NBA. That's you know one word, but locked on NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have been through a lot here as Orlando Magic fans. The last decade has been rough. Um, And I will often tell people, Rob Hennigan's problem was not evaluating talent. Like, yes, the Magic never got the star. And and, and you can argue they missed on a Zach Levine or they missed on a Devin Booker and and, and all that. That's that's fine. The Magic never got a, got a, a, a bona fide star. But they had a lot of really good players. You know, Victor Oladipo became an all-star. Aaron Gordon was a, a, a key piece to the Denver Nuggets winning the championship. You know, Tobias Harris has had a long and successful career. You know, cert, you know, a borderline all-star that one year with the LA Clippers, but certainly a key contributor to cha- you know to a potential championship team in Philadelphia. Maybe Sixers fans will say like he's the reason they're not winning it. I I don't I don't know. But there has been talent on this roster. That 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 is. Always been my takeaway. And the problem is trying to get that talent to fit together. Where, where Rob Hennigan failed uh, during this rebuild was not working hard enough to build a culture uh, and to build kind of an identity for his roster. He had all these great puzzle pieces, but they didn't fit together. And look, you know, Jeff Weltman got it right with the coach. Jamal Mosley's fantastic. Fantastic coach, been perfect for this part of the rebuild at the very least. And we're eager to see how he grows and evolves uh, this season, especially um, as, as the team gets ready for, um, you know, as, you know, as the team gets ready for the, uh, uh, for, for a playoff push. We're eager to see how he involved, he evolves, but yes, getting Paolo Bancaro really fixed things and Franz Wagner makes things look better. But this roster does feel like it has, a lot of really good fits that it all, you know, it, it feels like there are ways for this team to piece together. I, I, I always think back though, to, I, I think it was Victor Oladipo on the Woj pod shortly after, after, after his first season with Oklahoma city. And he said, you know, in Orlando, we were all fighting for attention. They're all young. It was like a, it was all a bunch of puppies you know, you see those puppies and you come to like the, the end of their enclosure and they all come running up and they're all like climbing over each other to, to, to get your love, to get your attention. That was, that, that's what kind of happens with young teams. Everybody's trying to get theirs. Everyone's looking to that first contract. Everybody 
is looking to, to, to build, you know, to build on themselves. They're not always as invested in the team because they got their own individual goals. And it's a Nashian equilibrium of sorts that what's good for the group is good for the individual. What's good for the, what, you know, what's good for the whole is what, you know, not, you know, so you sacrifice a little of yourself and not only is the whole going to be better, but the individual is going to be better. Um, if you've seen a beautiful mind, that that analogy, that the analogy they use for Nashian equilibrium is actually like a perfect analogy for it. Um, that's that's your economics lesson for the day. Um, so, how does the magic with such a young team and such a promising team figure out a way to make those individual gains benefit the team? That's like the central question because we expect everyone to get better. We're going to talk about this here in a minute, but Jalen Suggs should be better. Cole Anthony should be better. Franz Wagner should be better. Paolo Bancaro should be better. Wendell Carter should be better. All of these players should be better and better and better and better and better and better. But how do they make sure those that individual growth matches what they're trying to accomplish as a team? And that is something that the coaching staff obviously has to wrestle with. That is something the players have to wrestle with as well. It's definitely a balance with it. You want to make sure, you know, you, you, you are, you're going to the offseason, you always want to get better. You want to you know, improve on your skills, but at the same time, you want to make sure those skills are for the team. You know what I'm saying? It's a time and place for everything. And that's what makes the NBA so exciting in my opinion. Um, you know, you find what you're good at, you, you get really good at it. And you just continue to do it over and over again. You know, that's, I mean, if you look across the league, that's what most of the best teams do. They got two, three, two or three, or maybe four guys that are all really good at one thing, and they just stick to that no matter what. So that's just, you know, with us having what now one, some of us one year together, some of us two and three years together, um, we start to understand each other's strengths. So, you know, we kind of just tell each other, like, yo, like Gary's a, a knockdown shooter, like Gary, he wants you to shoot more threes. You know, that's just an example. Things like that is all it's about. To that point, you know, credit does have to be given to, to, to Jamal Mosley. He spent a lot of his summer going around meeting with players. Um, you know, the thing that he always says is, is as a coach, you have to meet the players where they are. Um, as a coach, you have to um as a coach, you have to kind of talk at the player's level, talk to them directly like that. Uh, and so that is that is part of this equation that the magic, you know, went around, you know, mostly especially with Paolo Bancaro a little bit with Team USA, went to Abu Dhabi and and watched Franz and, and spoke to Franz. Like he did a world tour. Like he did his he did his work. You know, coaching is not sitting in the office waiting for things to happen during the offseason. Um part of his work for this season is going around seeing what guys are working on, seeing how they've improved. And integrating that into the team. The other part of it too is setting a good offseason plan, saying, like, hey, these are the things we want you to work on this year. You know, for Markel Fultz, it might be, hey, we want you to be a better shooter. For Wendell Carter, it might be, you know, we want you to be more consistent shooter as well. A lot of lot of getting better at shooting for the Orlando Magic. But getting better as individuals has to still be directed toward helping the team get better too. You know, Jalen Suggs talking the big area that he wants to be better at this year is his decision making and his maturity on the ball. And that is 
there's certainly a way for his role to expand, uh, but it's also within the role that he played last year. The biggest problems that he had were turnovers, charges, bad decision-making at the rim, bad shooting at the rim. If he fixes and reigns in a lot of that, all of a sudden he's a better player, more valuable player, and the team is better for it too. That's, you know, that's the big thing. And so individual growth, yes, individual players should get better. They should add skills. They should, you know, find ways to test it out. And preseason and training camp is a great way to test things out as long as it's within the team construct. Um, you have pickup games to kind of test things out. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know much about the preseason pickup games, but pickup runs. But I imagine coaches are watching and 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 are are able to kind of glean some things and say like, okay, that's that's interesting. Let me let me see if I can work that into my system into my group. Um, what I think really stands out though about this Magic team and the way the Magic approach this offseason is yes, there is unparalleled energy within that building. There is a ton of optimism within that building about what this team can accomplish. They really believe in what they're about to do. And honestly, that's the key to the whole thing. Like, honestly, that's the part that matters. This team believes. They are bought into what Coach what Coach Mosley has been selling. They are bought in to what they are capable of doing. And that, that unlocks everything. Why are personal improvements geared toward the team? Because the individuals believe in what the team is doing. And the team believes in what the individuals are capable of. That is at the heart of this Magic team and and why so many people think they're going to take a big step forward. Unfortunately, there are a few people that do not think the Magic are going to take a step forward. We're going to address the doubters out there coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at Jace Medical. Look, the the we're in the middle of hurricane season. We're coming off the peak. I think I saw the Orlando Sentinel report there is a tropical depression on the way. You need to be prepared in case of an emergency. And that's why Jace case is something that you need, is, is something that everyone needs. Um, with storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China and supply chain issues, we need to be prepared now more than ever with important antibiotics and medication in, a, in an emergency. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. Jace Case gives you peace of mind since you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. The Jace case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in emergency. It is in your hand. Again, get $20 off on these life saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J A S E Medical.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are, you know, you walk into the Advent Health Training Center right now, the energy is unreal. Like, uh, like I will keep saying this. Like, I have not been in that building with this much energy, enthusiasm, and excitement probably since I started covering the team full-time. Um, I've been co- or covering the team regularly. Uh, I've been covering the team in some capacity my entire life, but I've been covering the team as media for this team since the, 2011, since the 2010 season, going to games since the 2011 season. Um, so I missed the tail end of the, the I, I was at the tail end of the Dwight years. Um, there has not been energy like this. Um, I, I can't describe it. Um, there is, again, like I said, a lot of belief, um, a lot of eagerness, a lot of confidence. Um, there's, there's a willingness to work. It feels like it, it all the elements of, of a special season are there just from the vibes. Now we'll see what it looks like on the court. You know, there was good energy when the Magic brought in Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo. It, it did not feel like this, but people were optimistic. They talked. That was the first time that group talked playoffs pretty openly. Um, obviously, that that didn't work. Um, maybe they were. Yeah, that it did work. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna both sides that. That that was that was just terrible. Um, there's a lot of optimism, and the Magic, you know, aren't. I wouldn't say they are a trendy pick to make the playoffs, but you're starting to see some national media say like, hey. Keep an eye on the magic. You know, Ramona Shelburne picked them to make the playoffs uh, on NBA Today earlier this week. Uh, Chris Mannix uh, on a podcast a couple weeks ago now said, you know, the magic are, are a candidate to be this year's version of the Sacramento Kings. Um, there, there are a lot of people who believe the magic are building something really interesting and really special um, among national media. Um, there are some people, though, who are doubting. Um, and I want to highlight two of these and, and give their arguments some credence because, like I said, we don't know anything until they hit the floor. Um, the Magic last year won 34 games. It feels because of their youth that it is very, very possible that they're going to take a step up. Uh, you know, I find it, you know, I have the, my my win range is pretty much 36. I have them at 38 to 40, 42, 44 wins, somewhere in that range. Um, I think this is going to be a roughly 500 team. And some of you might say that's that's not a real strong prediction or that's that's you know not great. It's like, no, 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 that's good. That's where they need to be. They need to be a 500 team. Let's get there first. Then we take the next step. And who knows? Maybe we skip that step. Who knows? Um, but there were two pretty high-profile uh, articles that came out doubting the Magic. Um, and I want to address them both kind of in kind. Um, the first one I want to address is the ESPN thing. Um, ESPN uh, did like, statistical models to predict the win totals. And they just did kind of a thousand simulations and averaged them. The magic came out at 36 and a half wins, um, which is right on their over under number. They're over under on most um, they're over under on FanDuel, I believe is 36 and a half. Um, So they are, you know, and I I think that's pretty consistent across all the, all the bookmakers Um, 36 and a half, you know, I am, I am pretty confident they're going to hit the over on that, but I'm not going to say it's impossible that they don't or that they hit that number. Exactly. Um, a lot of mad that the 36 and a half wins puts them at 13th in the East. Um, 
the Hornets are ahead of them. And, and you know, I'm a big proponent of the, hey, don't sleep on the Hornets. They're, they, they, they've, been, they've been good when they're healthy. Steve Clifford, Steve Clifford. The Hornets are going to be the Hornets are going to surprise some people this year, I think, and then we'll see what injuries happen. Um, but, but uh, uh, that's kind of the deal, though. Um, that you know the the way ESPN described it, and 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 if you read the blurb, they said you know the Magic really were impressive last year, finishing 29-28 over the last you know over the last fifty seven games. Um, rough. They, I think they went back to December 1st, which I, you know, December 5th, you know, Kobe, Kobe Price and I debated this. He says the season starts December 5th. I take out that Milwaukee loss, say December 7th, but that, that, that December 5th game against the Bucks was when things really started to turn around last year. Um, you know, they noted that and said, you know, our model takes historical data into account. The magic just don't have a lot of historical data to go off of. So they're weighed down by some of their past, by some of their older players playing on bad teams and, and being, and, and, and not, you know, not, kind of having the full benefit of years on years on years on years of success. So I saw that. And I, again, whenever you see these things, understand the context of them. This was not an opinion. This was a machine spitting out a number. And yes, the magic have not had a great recent history. So if you're building a two or three year mo- uh, model based on two or three years of data, Palo Ben Carroll's only got one year of data on him. Um, You know, and, and, and not only that, and, and, you know, the ultimate NBA previews coming out soon. You'll hear this debate between between me and a couple people on, on that podcast. But I'll be the first to say rookies are terrible. The, yes, the Magic's worst lineups last year typically had Paolo Bancaro in them. That's not going to be the case this year. Um, you know, high usage rookies make a lot of mistakes. They don't help their teams win. High usage second players, if they're on the trajectory we want them to be, start doing that. Uh, and again, that's what we're expecting this year. So. When it comes to like a machine spitting out a number, the Magic aren't going to grade well because they don't have data. There's no data to back them up. And so that that I wasn't so surprised by. And, and so I think it's important to remember that context. I was a little surprised that John Hollinger of The Athletic had the Magic as one of his teams that are going to underperform. And he does use those Vegas, the, the, the bookmakers over-unders uh, to, to kind of flush that out and and he took the magic under 36 and a half which i find frankly ludicrous um i can get liking the raptors and thinking the raptors are going to be better than a lot of people think um the raptors also have an over under 36 and a half on FanDuel, if i'm not mistaken um you know the magic and the raptors are kind of in the same grouping of teams and i can i can understand betting on veterans pascal siakam's a really good player um, you know, they, they, they lost Fred Van Vliet, but they bring in Dennis Schroeder. They got OG Ananobi. They got a full season of Yaka Pertle coming up after, after getting him at the trade deadline, really helping save their season in a lot of ways. Um, Scotty Barnes will hopefully have a bounce back from a terrible, from not a terrible, but from a, a, a lackluster sophomore season. There are reasons to believe in the Raptors. So I, I'm not going to sit here and kind of criticize that pick, but I think he gives a benefit of the doubt to their veterans that you should also kind of give to young teams, especially young teams that kind of prove themselves a little bit. Now, I'm not sitting here saying the Magic are going to win 50 games this year because they're young. Because they're young, I expect them to have ups and downs, and I expect them to be 500, that this is a team still learning how to win. But I think it's silly not to expect growth. We saw what this team could do when they were healthy, We even with a terrible offense. Like his big argument is, 
where are the Magic going to get shooting? How are the Magic going to spread the floor? How are the Magic going to score? And it's just like, yeah, that's a fair question, but that's a fair question to ask why they won't make the playoffs proper or won't be in the 7-8 game. That's not a proper question to say, why are they not going to win 36 and a half games? If this Magic team won 34 games last year after a 5-20 and start, let's even say they struggle a little bit. That's still, this is still a 38-39 win team. They're 29 and 28 over the last 57 games. That's a that's a 500 team. And honestly, I think the baseline expect, expectation for this Magic team is to be about 500. I'm willing to give some allowances. Like I said, I have them in the 38 to 44 range. I'm probably going to settle in at 40 wins is my official prediction. That is not my official prediction yet, um, but that's kind of where I'm settling at. Um, so, you know, even, uh, even me, who I, I tend to be, I want to be realistic, but I tend to be an optimist. Even I think 500 is going to be the the struggle this season. And look, that's going to get them in the playing tournament. You know, I think the East is a lot better this year. Um, but I, I do think it's ridiculous to not look at this team and say, like, yes, they're young. Yes, they have flaws. Yes, there are still holes that need to be filled. But how are these guys not going to get better? The only way the Magic do not meet expectations this year, whether that's play in tournament, whether that's a win total, the only way the Magic don't meet their over-under this year is if Paolo doesn't take a step toward consistency. If, you know, Marco Fultz just is what he was last year um, and doesn't improve in some way. Um, if Jalen Suggs is what he is last year. The only way the Magic don't get better is if they stagnate. And frankly, like, and I get it, John Hollinger's a national writer. He's not in the building like I am. Frankly, I find it hard to believe this team's going to stagnate. Just just being around the group, just being around the team, being around what they're talking about. Again, we'll, we'll see how it looks on Tuesday, but the vibes at practice are eager and confident. And, and, and honestly, like, that's that's all you can ask for at this point of the season and this point of camp and, and, and what this team is certainly capable of doing. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at, you can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the publicational podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, for practice reports every single day that the Magic practice, Check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I'm posting video, uh, from pr- full videos from practice, um, breaking down every single note from practice. If you want full Orlando Magic information, like everything to know about this Magic team, the Orlando Magic Hub is your place to go. Check it out today, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about what to expect from the preseason as the Magic get ready to head to New Orleans for their first preseason game. We'll see you after practice on Monday. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.